Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name's Zach and I've just finished off recording a little Melbourne preview which I have been promising for the last couple of weeks. I have someone to do the form with me and just discuss all things Melbourne. We did it during the Autumn Carnival, we're going to do it again for the spring. We had a look at Friday night's uh, Mooney Valley preview going through the Moyer and a couple of races that we both liked, and then we gave actually skipped Mornington, and then we went to Sandown for the Sunday meeting, which is the Underwood and those sort of races too. So there's some cracking races down south in Melbourne, so give that a listen. But this one, we're going to be talking about Rose Hill this weekend. The rain has come back. It's been raining a bit overnight in Sydney with a little, little bit today, and I think more is expected. So that's the Golden Rose meeting, and then we move on to the following weeks where we're talking Epsom, Everest, and everything. So... All heating up, but uh, as I welcome in the boys, how are we? Good day, boys. Uh, another big week of racing. I mean, I think all eyes are going to be on the sky this week. Uh, it's not this song and dance that, you know, I guess we're used to it now, but I'm hoping we're going to stay dry, good for rails back to the true. And we see some of the um, the t- talent fillies, you know, headline the uh, group one feature this weekend. So I'm um, Pretty pumped, actually. I've done a fair bit of form already, and I'm kind of slightly ahead, so looking forward to it. I think we've had a, a good couple of weeks of weather. It's um started raining pretty heavily at my place, but Tommy, you're on your way back, or just pulled over from your horse was just running at Hawkesbury? Yeah, currently in the servo at Bly Park. Um, just missed Tacoma. Tyler Schiller rode it pretty well, and I just couldn't quite get to the line to um, get beaten by Gary Portelli's runner, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, it's good time of year, man. Like uh, I kept saying the last few weeks, it's footy finals. You have um, R.I.P. to Lizzie's giving us the day off today as well, or some of us anyway. And um, getting into a good time of the year, so um, some massive racing coming up. We we're starting to see some real big superstars um, return, and yeah, the spring carnival. There's there's nothing really better, and um, yeah, the next few weeks are going to be amazing. Yeah, pumped for the next few weeks. Coe, you, you write your little article. If no one sees that, Coe writes a pretty in-depth little piece, and you tip pretty well on the weekend, mate. Um, Obviously, James had a, f- uh, a fat day. I think he, he rode a lot of favourites, but he also got five of them home. Obviously, the one you always read about is people bagging him for Arnold, which, you know, $1.80 went down, but he also won aboard five of the others. Uh, Mahogany was enormous. Kiss the Bride was good. That was the race where um, I think Grace Army went round as favourite, but I'm pretty sure, Coe, you backed uh, – well, you tipped Kiss the Bride, which went back-to-back in that. Uh, where was the one on? Top-ranked was good. Top-ranked um, beat the favourites in Crosstalk and O-President – Everyone thought the crosstalk should have run the day before or it was a moral and then thought it was a moral the next day. Wasn't. Top ranked is um, the overseas galloper. Very good. Zugotcha somehow got there. The absolute back and forth with Tommy about aboard Madame, Madame Poppery or Pomery. It was, um, it was a really good win. And if we get to Animo, the George Main. So this a lot, lot of talk was why did Zaki even accept if it was never running? A lot of the chat was it was never going to run. Animo pulls up three out of five lame. Still won and still won by let's say a length, just under a length to Ice Bath, which was enormous as well. Straight after the race, I got a message from people know that Brad Gray, um, he sent me a message straight away saying Zaki by how far. So in his opinion, he thinks that the way the race was run, Zaki would have led, kicked clear, and the fact that Hinged, for example, got so close to the likes of Animal and stuff just exemplifies that Zaki would have won the race. Um, what do you reckon, King? Do you agree with Brad? Well, I think that's before he knew the fact that it was late. 
So yeah, correct. I, I, I guess that's like even more. In, if if you did know that it was lame, oh, sorry, if if it pulled up fine, and uh, then yeah, Zaki probably would have brained them. Yeah. Um, but knowing that Animo was three out of five lay in in I think one of the off legs anyway. But um, regardless of that. After hearing that, then you go, oh shit! Then maybe Animo would yeah, have gapped them. Exactly. Um, yeah. So it's it's hard to say. It's really it's just subjective, really. But I think at the time, without knowing it was its lameness, um, yeah, Zaki would have looked a million bucks mm. coming into that home turn, just parked it, and then just shot clear. So he's right in saying that, but saying that he, it was before he knew the actual issue with Animo. So it's still extraordinary. Like it's unbelievable. It's one somehow claimed his fifth group one, this and the other. So great story by the Royal Blue team. And it looks pretty good. I don't think he's in too much strife. I think they came, the vet came out and said, uh, he's looking pretty good. Tommy, I know that you smacked Animo into nature strip. Um, I did some other things similar. Obviously nature strips, one of our faves overpass, to me, I don't know, but I think it might get an Everest slot. Maybe I think overpass was enormous. I did a same rose multi where I needed Eduardo top three, overpass top four, stood out nature strip. So I was sick that Lost and Running ran so well. Congrats to Tab for their horse for the Everest. Obviously, we gave Lost and Running a bit of a push last week or the week before saying that it actually could be a smoky, but... Nature Strip, bloody amazing again. No one can doubt this boy um, coming straight back from the UK to back up what he's done. And now he just, you know, chills, goes to the Everest, and then probably goes down to Melbourne and wins another one. So what did you make of Animo and Nature Strip, Tommy? Yeah, okay, he's pretty much covered Animo. Like, he, he's, he's pretty good. And I think um, if he runs again, there's going to be no risk. Like, they're not going to risk their price studying because he could go anywhere now and be a champion stadium. So you know if he's going to run, he's going to be fit. So I'm not too worried about Animo at all. And Nature's Trip, um, it's just a different campaign. A few people have said it. He, he didn't. He's had a shorter spell where he, in past years, we've seen him have nice long spells. He either runs well first up or has a has, just has a flat spot either second up or sometimes even first up if he's had a gallop before he's run. But I think with um, going to England, having his summer holiday, he stayed a bit fit, and it definitely showed on Saturday. He was just so good. He never looked like losing. But as you said, there's uh, overpass. Apparently, the deal's done. Oh, really? Um, okay. He's in the Everest. I'm not sure who. There's a rumor for Kennedy, but that's about to be announced, I think. So he will be in the Everest in someone's slot. Um, Breaking news. TBD. A few others stake their claim. I don't think... I think getting out to the 1,200 and, and a few things change. I thought Mask Crusader was huge. If we get a dry track on Everest Day and you throw in the likes of Snapdancer, if Overpass like draws a gate and really can cr- um, crush them early and, and put on a bit of pace, I think it really sets up for something like Mask Crusader. He, he flew. And Nate, uh, Mazu and Lost and Running, I thought were massive as well without... Um, without winning. So they're two to watch going into the Everest as well. Um, we might see a couple in the premiere next week. And yeah, then all roads to the Everest. We've got the Moya this week and a couple other races that uh, a few horses might stake their claim. Even best of Porto, not going to 1400, saying that 1100 might, uh, might indicate that it's got the Coolmore slot and a little whisper that in secret could get the Godolphin spot. So, yeah, a bit to play out this weekend, some really good racing, and yeah, things are heading up for the carnival. I think after that day, I think I wrote to both of you and our friend Alex about uh, that I'd backed Mask Crusader, because in my head, I don't know, 
I think Mask Crusader is probably one of only two that can probably beat Nature Strip. Nature Strip probably too good, I understand. That's two dollars ten, but I can't entertain two ten and I don't get excited about that unless I'm betting huge money. I just think Mask Crusader, I think you can probably get seventeen somewhere. Fifteen dollars, I think it's a pretty good bet. And also Classic Legend obviously came last and has been spelled. Pretty sure they spelled it pretty much straight after the race. So no Classic Legend for the Everest. Obviously, I thought Allegron was bloody good in the Kingston Town. It's one of my old ones that I didn't back it, but I thought Benno was huge. Uh, to, the way it was run, I know that Pikey loves getting himself back and flying late, but Benno was enormous. Um, Knight's Order, Coey, I know you liked that. Hang on for a third, and Tommy Stockman. What do we think of Allegron? I thought it was bloody good. What a, I think it won at like $20 or 21 bucks or something. Yeah, it was nice because I had it in the quarter and had field in the last, so I was... Uh cheering. Uh, I thought it was a massive run because he, he came, what, third in the derby behind um, Paitotsu and I think Benno was second. So I think they're the two you want to follow towards the Metrop, Benno and Allegron. And um, yeah, it was a nice big price. So it'll be interesting to follow those two. And I think he gets a bit further too. And we might even see him in a Cups, uh, a cups path after the Metrop. So yeah, so uh, good to see the big stayers and the young stayers starting to step up and yeah, I, I definitely think it's one to follow for the uh, spring. What did you make of um, Benno, Coey? It's, it's one of those horses, isn't it? Like, luckily for me, I haven't really backed him heavily ever. Um, that's probably the best way I can put it. Like, it's just, it's a bit of a nonny, isn't it? Like, he, he, he looks like he's winning, going to win from about the 200-meter point, and you go shit, it's, it's going to roll straight past these leaders. And then, I don't know, it just almost balks and just doesn't want to win. I don't well, know. You get this little weird feeling that something's going to go past him. And, yeah, like luckily I haven't been heavily invested. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of glad. I'll put a question to you about Benno. So, when you watch the run from the weekend, anyone backing Benno would have had the shits, you know, so far back, going wide, whatever. Do you think he was sort of riding to instructions to avoid a Metrop penalty? So, obviously, a salute, different story, but what do you reckon? I mean, tactically speaking, I, I could totally get that, but I don't know how big the penalty would have been, to be absolutely honest. Like, it's... I don't know. Yes, it's, it would have... It's only a group three, and I, is it the ballot race? I think it is a ballot ballot race. So, uh, if anything, they might not have got penalised. No, no, they do. It was ballot exempt, but not weight exempt. Yeah. Okay, so it's ballot exempt, but it's weight exempt. Okay, fair enough. Um, if that's the case, I think... I don't think it would have been much, though, even winning it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not a not a horrible... I mean, it's shit for the punters, but it's not bad for the connections, if that's the case. Yeah. Um, especially if you're heading to the Metrop. And the Metrop's looking actually... It is. Really, really... Juicy, actually, like the market itself, it's wide open, and I mean, there's going to be about ten horses in that field currently that I think could win potentially. Anyway, so it's got to be a really good kind of come October first, I think it is. Yeah, um, October first. Pumped, pumped. If we talk about before we talk into at Rose Hill, I want to mention very elegant. Uh, a few of us were talking. We had a little like group chat talking about it during the week, and I think Alex, our friend, was saying retire her. I said bring her home and whatever. And then Tom, you were more so saying why not run? I see it because Kohai and myself we, we thought legacy wise, if she comes ten lengths last, it's not a good thing. Legacy wise, might as well bring her home. And Tom, you were of the opinion that there's more chance of her winning the arc then coming 10 lengths last and may as well run her so what do you reckon mate 
Uh, Bray was interviewed, and there's a there's a good interview with him on uh, the Sky Twitter at the moment. Uh, he was interviewed yesterday, and he he says he he thinks he might even run in England after this, and he could have a few runs this prep, and hasn't hasn't ruled out running for a bit longer. Like, look, I think she's a champion. I, people were saying the exact same thing leading into a Melbourne Cup win. Like, she wasn't going as well because she hadn't won, but she'd been had a couple of off races, and still everything was against her in the Melbourne cup. She had never run 3,200. She carried 57. Mm. She was from a barrier that no one had ever won from. It, there was literally everything against her name. And she, she just does it time after time, comes out and just runs the race of her life and, and brains them. I just think on a day, she, she, she definitely can compete with them uh, pretty well. And as uh, in this group chat, we've spoken about as well. There was, I think there was genuine excuses in both, her run, she's not a she's not a dead set back marker uh, in that first start run where Frankie sort of had her all over the shop and she's changing strides and I think she copped a bump as they're about to go at the seven hundred as well that really put her off and then she led which mm. I don't think she's done much at all in the last start and she still only finished third uh, half a length off the winner so I, I honestly think there's some genuine exclude excuses but you're right you guys are right it's an arc it's one of the biggest races in the world and it's going to be very competitive but i even if she runs last i don't think uh, i don't think that hurts her legacy in any way at all she's she's won 11 group ones which are 10 different uh 10 different group ones as well that in different races she's very adaptable and i think this is the um with winks we sort of we got the protected and i think it's just the way to go with the champs that everyone sort of felt um, now is she didn't take on the world. She very well could have gone and been competitive, but she just won group once here. And I think very elegant, a bit the opposite. She's, she's going on, she's going to step out of comfort zone and, and really take on the world, which I think is really interesting. And if, if she finishes last, she finishes last, but if she wins, then it's, it's, it's a hell of a story. I mean, you saw the fanfare around nature strip and we've seen it with a, a few of our other sprinters, they, they take on the world as well. But I, I, I genuinely don't think um, she'll go as bad as uh, a lot of people are thinking. I think she'll be competitive. I don't think she, she'll necessarily win an arc, but I, I think she can be very competitive. In Tommy's defence, I do agree to a certain degree, um, but saying that, I think, if anything, I think we haven't seen the best of Very Elegant. I think they might have rushed the whole idea of running the arc this year. I think that might be... That might be the case because you don't really see horses just go straight from like she finished racing in April and then pretty much I think by middle of May or first week of May she was on on a plane shooting across the um the Pacific to get to England or oh, to France, sorry. So essentially she's only been there for three and a half, four months now. And I guess oh man, nature strip obviously, you know. Did grow, uh, did go great guns at a Royal Ascot, but I mean, maybe she's just a spring horse, uh, very elegant. And you have to remember, it's an autumn campaign over there, so maybe that's the case. I don't know. There's probably a little bit of excuses, but I don't know. I think that might have rushed the preparation, and there there is skepticism. I think she's definitely a champion of champions, um, and there's no doubt about that. She'll be a Hall of Favor and all this and the other mm. when she comes home. But I don't know. Did they? Ha- I think the the connections might've been too ambitious, this preparation. I think they could have waited till what would have been their spring next year um, to, you know, step around. 
couple of races, good group ones uh, over there for fillies and mares, whether it's the UK or whether it's in France, and then maybe look at the Royal Ascot Carnival or, you know, Speller for uh, full preparation, much like now, going through the Romanet and the Foy into the Arc for next year. So, I don't know. I reckon if the connections are happy to race her one more year, which by all accounts it seems like the case, I think she will go a lot better next campaign than this current campaign. Okay. Well, we obviously want her to do well, so bloody hell. It'd be amazing to win an arc. All right, what are we doing? We are looking at Rose Hill this weekend. I don't know what that was. Um, Golden Rose Day, which is uh, hopefully it's not. we're not on a ridiculous track, but at the moment it's a soft five, but there's still rain incoming. Uh, we kick things off at Highway. Obviously a bit of fun there. 1,500 metres. We've got Syrian star Reese Jones riding for Rod Northam. 440 favourite. Go straight out pretty much to double it to $8 for Airliner. Tommy's riding for Trent Robinson. Antonio Giovanni. And then we're out to double figures. Mr. 88 and the likes as well. So... What do we reckon, Tommy? What are your thoughts? Mate, I would have been with Sky Diamonds if it's drawn a bit of a gate. I love Keithy Dryden's runners, especially this one, but it's drawn Barry 20, so I'm a bit off. There's maybe one of the Brett Thompson's runner, Antonio Giovanni. It's got to be weight, though. Call it a board. If you can, um, if you can get it to run up to up to a 20 form, I think it, it could be competitive, but that... Syrian Star has been really impressive as well, and there's been a bit of money for it. So, look, I'm probably leaning towards it. Airliner was huge last start as well, but it's drawn a bit, a uh, bit of a bad gate. So, no, and, and I like Rebels Edge as well, but I'll, I'll probably go with a favourite Syrian Star. Syrian Star for you, King? Mm, I think uh, I've missed the price, so no, not for me right now. I mean, I do think that it could drift out. I think it's a bit of the J Mac X factor that. People have slightly gravitated towards its form's really quite good, but I'm willing to skip over the price. I think 440 is pretty much rock bottom for it. I mean, bar scratchings come the day, so I mean, who know who the hell knows how to play this? Gets the one and a half kilos off with Reese Jones, so barrier 13. These highways are getting trickier and trickier because the field sizes are getting enormous. Um, mm. So I'm I'm willing to go past that 440 with Syrian Star and I'm looking for a little bit of value and I am going back to that highway that both Rebels Edge and Smooth Spree and the likes were in and I'm kind of leaning towards Smooth Spree with this price at the moment. I, I think it actually ran really well. I mean, both of them competed in Dubbo in a Class 3 last start. Uh, albeit they were running on a heavy 9. I don't think either of them like it bottomless at that kind of heavy eight, nine, ten range. So back to the soft. I'm hoping soft six, seven. Uh, they should be flying late, and I think Smith Spree was only one and about a bit under two lengths behind Balladon and Rebels Edge last start, and it was like stone motherless last. It had a huge, enormous boom, booming run. Uh, the extra hundred meters should suit. Doesn't mind Rosil, so I'm going to take the price with Smooth Spree now. Smooth Spree being back to 26 into 16. Um, Mention Mr. ADA, Dylan Gibbons aboard. Dylan was supposed to have a little uh, chat with us this week. We're going to try and do a little uh, seg each week called Shooting the Shit with a Jock. Uh, we've done one with Tommy. I was supposed to have Nash as well yesterday. Nash has um, broken his hand, so that's why he's not broken his thumb. He's not riding this weekend, if you didn't know. So we're going to try and get a couple of or jock, jock a week on the show. And look, if you want to get one from country, provincial races, or you have someone that you like, feel free to write to us. Um, 
Otherwise, we'll be choosing our own. All right, Midway, something that I never went on in Cotty or Coat. No idea how you say it. $7 in a $4.40. Tommy's riding for Anthony Cummings. We've got Oakfield Duke at sevens. May Rose, Tyler Schiller. I don't mind this horse, too. It's already been backed, hasn't it? Fucking hell. Um, look, it's third up. We'll have a look at there. Tyler's riding for John Sargent. Concocted is there at nine fifty. Cool lad, Pikey. And we're out double figures for the rest. Um, even Verbex there. Blake Shin's riding for Robert and Luke. Uh, Tommy, Midway... Are we ever going to win one of these? Uh, hopefully, Saturday's the day with Rita May, mate. Um, in, in oh, your horse now, is going around. I missed it. Yeah, yeah Rita May yeah, going around. So, look, Jay was happy uh, with his last run and wanted to keep the ride. And um, I don't think we're getting as much rain as we thought we might early on in the week. So, that's a massive plus. I think he's a good price. He's uh, She's $26, I mean. Um, so, look, I, th- I think... That's a bit obvious for her. I think she's been running pretty well. She's had some genuine excuses, and I think um, 1300 will suit her pretty well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, Rita May can run really well. One one or two that scare me are Cruel Summer and Verbeck. Verbeck uh, I think improves off that first up run that was really good, and Cruel Summer's been trialing really well, and Reese Jones flying at the moment. So they're the two to worry. But come on, let's go, Rita May. All right, Rita May, Tommy's horse. Already been back 34 into 26. You're getting seven bucks a place. Coey, who are you with? Well, I'm pretty sure that Tommy's pushed that price just <laughs> by himself. So, I haven't um, cent yet. I'm spewing. I missed it. Oh, that is devastating. Hopefully, someone, uh, someone's got some mail. But I've actually got mail for this race, and uh, it's with the favourite. I missed the seven bucks. I'm really got a little bit disappointed because I did hear murmurs that it was definitely going to accept it in the midway. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure you are. And then all of a sudden they accepted. And then I reckon within an hour it was back to $5 and looking at the market now it's four forty. So you're just like, oh, shit, I've, I've missed the boat there. But um, by all accounts, they've finally slightly figured out, <laughs> slightly figured out this Anthony Cummings horse. I think it's a bit of a head case, but it's got plenty of raw ability from all, all I've heard anyway. So it'll like the uh, – the, uh, 1,300-metre trip. Uh, last start, one over a uh, three-year-old maiden race at Canterbury in a small field. And Tommy Berry sticks, 54 kilos. I love that. Drawn nine. Uh, the speed's going to be quite interesting. It, a lot of the speed is drawn wider out in this race. So if, if it maps correctly, the likes of Coat will have – who will it be following? Who's inside of it? Uh, it'll be following probably turning from the King Warrior. So – all things being fair, it should be within the first one, two, three in the run. And, yeah, I, I, I'm only going to follow the mail. And looking at it, I've watched the replays of last preparation when it was a two-year-old. It's gone through the Pago Pago and Balia and the Fernhill and so forth. And it's not much to gauge because it was on the heavy deck and it was still obviously growing into its body and this and the other. Last start was a lot more comprehensive, one by four and a half. So... Coat for mine as we stand. All right. Race number three, 1,900 metres. we got Wicklow going around. J-Max riding for Walla. we got Hamron, uh, everyone's favourite horse recently. So Hamron has obviously had Hugh Bowman on last start. It has Pikey this time. It's 5.50 into 4.40. It's been backed. Alcione is going around at fives. Clippo aboard. Quality time is there at eights. Being backed a little bit. Tommy aboard. we got Yale Town. Uh, I thought ran an all right fifth, to be honest. Kiss the Bride looking to go three on the trot. Dylan Gibbons claiming three for Bjorn. And straight out to big odds for the rest. Tom, can you give Hamron another go? It's been backed. Pick the Waller horse. Um, our favourite game. 
McDonald goes to Wicklow. I thought it wasn't too bad. It, it was only a length or two away last start. Uh, and McDonald ride, so you got to think that's the way he's thinking. But Hammer on, yeah, Hammer on wasn't too bad either. It was only a couple of lengths off. Uh, Alcyone, want to see a bit more improvement. Corey Tyson's been really good um, winning at Canterbury midweek, so I thought really good leading him up. So um, he probably won't lead Gale Town, but um, he can sit behind him It's a, uh, and maybe even kiss the bride as well. Could set it up for um, a big on-pace runner. I don't, I don't rule out something like Russo running um, a lot better and even tampering at a price. I know it's coming out of midway form last prep, but it just kept improving. So I, I think it's a bit over the odds, something like tampering. But, yeah, it's it's so hard with these Waller runners. I wanna, I think Wicklow or Hammer-On is the winner. I'm going to lean towards Wicklow because McDonald. What do you reckon, King? Yeah, I do like the uh, the booking of J-Mac. I think that is a big telltale sign. Um, yeah. I just genuinely think that it's a no-brainer, right? If you see J-Mac move from one horse to another, you just go, oh, something's up. They, they want a W on this horse. So, and, and I think that the track conditions will suit. I think Barrier 2 might step a little bit more forward than usual, probably try and sneak up the fence. So probably be two back. Two back on the rail, and I think he would just get an absolute peach of a ride from J Mac. It looks like you know the likes of Yale Town, Kiss the Bride. There's a few f- go forward types, so it'll just get a really, really nice run in transit. Uh, what would be the danger? I guess you know Tommy's pretty much touched on the hammer on. Obviously, seems like a classy horse, but we're not sure yet. Uh, last start was kind of a dominant favourite, but got headed by Pink Ivory late. Quality time, interesting runner. It's coming from benchmark 72 grade, so I'm happy to watch it go around this start, although it will be rock bottom on weight carrying uh, with Tommy on board at 54 and a half. You can make a case for quite a few of these that come out of the same form res- reference. Um, Wicklow for mine, but I wouldn't mind specking Yale 10 at the double figure quote as well. Give me some uh, Wicklow. I'm with ya. Um, race number four is a 2,400-meter race, and I cannot say the favourite's name. You guys can say it after me. Uh, Herman S.A., Jay Collett riding a uh, good win last start. One at good odds, too. I think it was close to $10. That's going around at fours. We got Mohican Heights, 550, Grow Ferry, Fun Factor, Tony, and Montreal. Mohican Knights are around a good second, to be honest, to high emotion uh, down at Flemington. But this favourite, Jay McAboard, $2.50, obviously coming, what is it looking for? Maybe three on the trot, I think. I'm going to have it an attempt to say Cadre du Moir. Tommy, what do you reckon? We. We. <laughs> uh, Number yeah, one. No, I, uh, <laughs> uh, um, look, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's a classy horse in the race. McDonald on again. We've spoken about him. Looking for another one to the picket fence, so... Look, I, I think it definitely suits it here and should run really well. Herman Hess was massive here last start, though, so um, you got to be wary of it. And as you touched on, Zach, I thought Mohican Heights was huge holding on for second um, in that run down in Melbourne. So, look, there's a couple here that can run a right, but I think they're all lining up for second behind. Cartere du Noir. Coe, you're bilingual. Um, how are you going to have an attempt at this? It's an American bred horse, so I don't know why you got saying it in French. <laughs> well, give it. A, what do you? How would you say it? It's just Cardro du Noir, isn't it? No, oh, God, surely not. I'll listen to Flindell say it. Oh, it's, it's both it's both the sire and the dam are Yanks. Like you go, and the hell's got a French name. <laughs> um, 
so um, but I'm 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 with the favourite. I think this is the better of the day personally. Um, twenty four hundred, uh, just the classiest horse in the field, hands down. Doesn't get any real weight penalties. Fifty eight kilos. J Mac on board. Tick tick tick. It'll probably lead or sit behind the lead thereabouts. There's only seven of them going around, so it should get a pretty good posse. Um, yeah, Herman Hess was great last start, but four kilos to the top weight. I don't think that's enough. I think it's coming out of a benchmark 78 race, opposed to Cadre du Noir winning a listed grade City Tats Cup last start. So I think everything matches up for it to win. So I'm with the uh, the favourite here all day. Cadre du Noir. Hang on, let me. Can you hear me? Yep. Let's hear. Let's hear. Cadre du Noir. Okay, fair enough. Darren, me and Tommy were trying to be very French, but we'll go with Cadre du Noir. That's pretty, it's not as exciting as I thought it was going to be, but um, let's go to the 1400 metre race in race five. We've got Fine Point going around. Karen, riding a favourite. Haven't seen it in a while. Um, in from 550, we've got Dymil, uh, J Mac for John O'Shea, Six Barks, Puntura. Timmy Clark's riding. So this horse has been doing pretty well up north in Queensland. It's won a couple. It's come it's come second a couple of times as well. Arctic Thunder's there. The horse that's been backed is Ita. Um, had a good win last start that you know was only last weekend. Uh, Narrated's there. Sabark, Morris is me dad. Solar Apex, they're all there as well. But look, fine point. Karen riding for Walla. It's coming off a bit of a spell. Uh, hasn't had a run since June. Which camp you in, Tommy? Yeah, interesting. You can you can definitely see it running well, but I probably want to go against um, a couple of the fresh horses. I want to see them run, and especially if we're on a, a wet track. Um, I think every time Baz brings one down south, he, he runs really well. So um, Pontura really interests me. It's been very consistent the last few runs, and I thought Arctic Thunder's run was um, arguably would have almost got there if um, that if it didn't shift um, in the last 200 metres. So it was a really tough run and Ida was huge. Um, yeah, so you could spend a couple of odds. I think even the Raiders um, going to improve off the last few runs um, at that low weight. So uh, a bit tough for me, but I'll take a pun on something like Arctic Thunder, I reckon. Coe, is the money for Ida warranted from last night's win? It was a strong win, but it was, um, once again, it, it does get a three kilo swing in weights. and It was a nice win. It 100% was a nice win, but am I convinced? 11, Barrier 11, Rachel King, it seems to, it, things are a little bit trickier this time, that's for sure. And I think I would look around it. Five point is way, way down on the odds for me. Like I've got this probably marked closer to six bucks. So I think that's just way unders. Um, I mean, saying that 53 kilos, great. It doesn't have a really any first up record so that's a little bit query over that um karen yeah like you said karen on the favor that's actually really rare to see at the moment so uh i'll put a pen through it i'm happy to uh i'll be looking wider yeah so dyer mill is an interesting horse but doesn't run well fresh i think it'll be a little bit 1400 might be a little bit of query as well 61 kilos also not good so Although J-Max on board, I think it's going to be too heavy, first up, fresh, all the above. Puntura, I don't know how I feel about Queensland form coming down. Like, I mean, it's going to be rock hard fit. That's definitely the upside with this horse. Um, but looking at it, like it's running a, it's running an open handicap. It's a couple of open qualities. But and Vinciano and Tumbler Ridge and Tokariki Lad, I mean, they're, they're like, yeah, 
bread and butter horses up there. So, you know, it's not a, a horrible field, but I just don't know how that maps out. So I'm kind of feeling Arctic Thunder with Tommy as well. I don't mind the benchmark 100. That's a good form reference. I'm waiting for Old Flame to come back. Mm-hmm. And something like Solar Apex really catches my eye as well. So first up, three kilo claim by Dylan. I know it's drawn 13 and I know it's going to be on the sharper side running 1400, but 53 and a half kilos, uh, I could definitely entertain that. And it's double figure price. So uh, yeah, those two for mine. Take a bit of the odds. All right. Heritage Stakes race number six. Um, It's 1100 meter, a bit of a sprint here. Best of Bordeaux going around again. J-Mac for Casey Fogden. $2.25. It is pretty short. Opal Ridge is going around. Opal Ridge is really good in that win last start. Uh, James was aboard as well. I think it was race one, maybe. Um, Brenton's aboard this one uh, for Luke Pepper. We've got Samillion going around. Economics, something that I nailed in band six in year 12. Plimstock, Hawaii 5.0, Swiss Exile. They're all there as well, but can best of Vordo just stack it up and go again, Tommy? Yeah, very interesting. It's not running the Golden Rose. I reckon this is an Everest audition, so uh, I think it wins. It wins well. Um, going to the 1100, I think they want to prove to themselves they made the right choice. Bill Moore in buying uh, this colt going towards an Everest. Um, I just I can't see any other cool more horse going towards there, so... Yeah, I think it's an Everest audition. I think McDonald will ride it really well, and um, I think it wins. I want to see Opal Ridge hopefully run well and get into a Cozzy. I think it would look great. Things like Spicy Hot Pod, Swiss Exile, and Wingardium, I think, can definitely improve. But I think it's all best of Bordeaux. I think it's the best bet of the day. You agree, King? Yeah, ditto. I think it is. What I reckon you could box this up with a couple of multi-head ups, should I say? into a couple of uh, multis and mm-hmm. I think 225 at the, yeah 225 is really nice I think um, open 270 you got a 270 no open That's, 270 so people laugh, snap that up yeah like I think I think it will start in the red genuinely start in the red this horse I think um, take take the price there for sure uh, I don't think it needs to lead this weekend I'm not sure how they'll play it, Tommy, but I think they they could just sit behind the leaders. I'm not sure how they want to play it. Uh, it being, like Tommy said, a Everest audition. So I'm not sure how they'll run it, but I'm sure J-Mac has a game plan. He'll have a plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G. So <laughs> whatever pans out, he'll know exactly what to do and how to get it home. And yeah, 225 is too juicy. There are a couple of interesting runners like Hawaii 5 doesn't have a jockey. I would love to see him come back. Economics the same. I would just love to see him. Oh, no. Actually, Chad's, Chad's bought, uh, booked. Mm-hmm. So we will see it run. Uh, it's had a couple of decent runs, but it'll be running fresh. And like Tommy said, Opal Ridge, that, that horse has got a great story behind it. And, you know, I'd love to see it get a cozy slot, running maybe a strong second here. Um, I think both the father and son owners involved have got cancer. So they're both quite ill. And this thing, from all accounts, when Luke Pepper was training down at Canberra, uh, I think the son was getting chemo at the time. And uh, he ripped the, the, I don't know, the, the tubes off his arm and just ran to the racetrack to see it win. <laughs> so yeah, right. um, the, story, the story behind it is quite fascinating. And I hope for the connection that it, you know, it goes well and gets a slot in the $2 million race, but the 225 favourite is going to be so hard to beat. Snap it up. Take the best of auto, yeah. anchor it in multis. First leg of the quad is the golden pendant, and Espiona is going around favourite. It's a slight drift. And last start, um, 
I had Shades of Rose. I remember sending it to you boys. I had Shades of Rose going for a few thousand, and my idea was I thought it was a probably a two-horse race, that last race, and I thought it was between Espiona, so I hedged hard on Espiona, and it was to be honest, it was disappointing. I spoke to a few people. They were pretty surprised that it's sixth place. Tommy, I think Tommy Berry was going head-to-head with Rachel and just got the bob. Rachel did on Shades of Rose, but uh, Nimalee's there at 550. We've got Star Tontes going around. Um, what is it? Second start, Rose Hill, around seventh last start, seven bucks. We've got Jamea. Tommy did give it a big good push the other week, saying that it will run, it'll have a nice right run coming soon. Expat, bit of speed there. And we've got Catalan, Timmy Clark. I'm going to make two. Two goes, and I like your thoughts on these two. I like Reduna. Reduna opened $34, sickening that it opened 34 It's 21 now. I still think $21 and 6 bucks is good. I also like Nimali. I'm scrapping Espiona. What do you reckon, Tommy? Yeah, we're all waiting for Espiona. I want, I want to tip it. I want it to win, and we all remember spring last year and what it did. But, yeah, um, it's only at 440 for it. I know it's favourite, but, um, yeah, it's yeah you're taking the most of Campbell. Because we just haven't seen the real Espiona return. So, look, I go, I go back to the speed map here, and I can't see much speed apart from Expat. And I think um, from Barrier 2, I think it maps really well and could just get a nice soft lead and and leave him for dead. Um, I, I keep coming back to it. I, I am a big fan of the horse, but um, maybe Electric Girl sort of sits up behind it. But um, it, it was... It was a horse that just missed against uh, Shades of Rose the other day. But, look, I, I think Expat here, like, it's second up form's not great, but uh, Mark Newnham's starting to know this horse as well, and he's starting to look, and he he had that first up run. He's had a trial since. He's taken his time with this horse, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of it, and I think it mapped super well here. So I'm going to say Expat. Uh, in saying that, if um, a few other things lead or if they get a bit closer, I... I think Startantes is one I'm going to start to follow because it's um, it's it's a great horse. It's going to keep paying penalties for winning that um, Tastiara though. It's it's in a big weight here, and as you said, if there's no if there's no rain and we're sort of looking around that soft five range, I think Jame uh, is a massive chance. I don't know what the go with Plastic Pan is. Uh, Kelly can probably touch on it. He was a bit of a fan of it first up, but mate, I'm. I'm Map-wise, map I'll go expat. All right, expat, sticking with the speed. Co, are you giving my girls any chance, Nimali or Reduna? Nimali has been backed off the map, and it's, it's going to be tough for it out that way. Uh, it's drawn 15, and I'm surprised it's kept 550, so there's there's some decent support for it, obviously. I'd, I genuinely think that expat is a great chance. I think the speed battle is going to be between Reduna and expat, so I think they will genuinely head the rest. Um I think saying that, like Expat, I think Expat's won. How many? It's won a stakes grade race before. I can't remember what it was. I'm just going back. Yeah, Millie Go Fox, and Bell, Millie Fox, and the Bell of the Turf. So I mean, they're both thirteen hundred and sixteen hundred, and like this fits right in between. I think it's drawn. It's drawn barrier to everything's looking just tick tick tick. And Tommy Sherry on board. I mean, this this guy knows the horse inside and out. Uh, I love that. It's running group one company before yes the second up record's a little bit of a question but the track conditions the barrier the speed everything is a tick for mine um espiana definitely not a horse for mine i have not backed that at all really except by that like one 
think it was the last race, last preparation. I can't remember what the race was, but it absolutely was like the moral of the day because it was just up against like a weak, mm. weakish field, and it wasn't against like your hinged and your the other three year old crop. So um, outside of that, I just can't find that horse. I just don't know what to do with it. So I'm just gonna I, the the fact that it's favoured again. I don't know what the bookies are doing. Palaisapan drawn seventeen. Now she's booked, but I've got a feeling he might scratch. I don't know. It's it's got a, this this race is definitely mapping a little bit trickier. Fourteen hundred should suit, but not for mine this week. And the other one I wanted to quickly touch on. Yeah, so Raduna, like I mentioned, I think the last start in the second in the Tibby last Friday. I think it was really really good. Um, lot t- very very tough. It will be sitting outside of Expat, and if it is. Just like uh, it, it has every chance to win at twenty one dollars. I think that's a really, really solid price. So I don't mind backing both the speed horses in this. So Expat and Raduna. So yeah, twenty one dollars or eleven bucks. Go for it. Love that, cool man. All right, Golden Rose. Um, in secret, going around shorty J Mac James Cummings two dollars seventy cents. You could have got three twenty on Wednesday when it opened. Golden Mile going around Clipperton. So we got the two Godolphins up top. My horse, Jackano, I'm on the overs at $26. Would love it to place as well in another bet. Damien Lane has come up to ride for Mick Price. And we've got Fireburn going around. We know the likes of Fireburn. She's Extreme, Paris Dior. We've even got the likes of Zoo Tiger at odds. Dormier. It's a bloody good race, I think. Um, how good is this horse in secret, Tommy? Mate, I'm, I'm one of the biggest fans, but uh, I think she's a great 1,200-meter horse. Uh, I'm... Still not certain, 1,400, big group one, and you get getting 270. I probably can't touch it, but I'm a big fan of her. I'm on her for the Everest. I think I think she's really good, but um, there's so much unknown with the, this field, um, likely raced horses. Yeah, and you, you've got to do a bit of gambling here, and I, I just think in, in secret is very short. I mean, she's very talented, but at the price, I'd probably lean towards Golden Mile. He's sort of proved that running on is going to be um, – a bit better horse, especially in the 1,400. Uh, in saying that, the, the two that I really want to back, um, well, I've already backed She's Extreme, I think. Map-wise, um, she probably get probably leads or just sits behind the leader. And she's just so talented. She First up, she had um, she was on a very biased track, and I thought she still ran super for third. Um, Tommy Berry's been plugging her. I think she'll definitely improve second and uh, up as well, so I, I really like she's extreme, and the other one's Jack and O. Uh, that run was massive. Ooh. First up, beating Half Cabin, and Half Cabin's come out and, and destroyed another field. I think it improves as well from that first up run. One at odds uh, could be a maybe an each way place. This Prometa, it it'll just sit back and and fly late. It probably waiting to get to the mile two, but I'm big big fan of she's extreme Jack and O to maybe run second to it and. I probably won't touch in secret for this race, but she wins and goes to Everest, I'll be cheering her on. All right. So Tommy gave a little bit of a push for my uh, my horse, Jack. And I look, to be honest, she put a – sorry, um, he put – uh, a good good distance on Aft Cabin. I know Aft Cabin came out on the weekend and ran in the most appalling weather you would see on the weekend and demolished the opposition. But, oh, Coe, are you with Jack and I? Are you going to give me something? I do, I do think that that no. uh, race, uh, I'm, 
I don't mind the horse at all, but I won't be on it this weekend. It is very un- – it, it seems like a talented type. And Afcabin, obviously, last weekend ran in the torrential, you know, Caulfield Guineas prelude mm. that you've ever seen and brained them. But um, Jack and I on that day where it beat Afcabin, uh, Afcabin was coming back in trip on that day. So I, I do give it a little bit of a an excuse for coming second. Um but yeah, Jackano was huge. Flying light from the back, just swooped him and just one and a half lengths on him. So, like, I mean, if you like him, back him. Um, for me, I think you can find a bit more of a price in this. Like, like Tommy said, I'm not with him secret either. I think the price is way too short for it. I think if I were to pick the Royal Blue, it'd be Golden Mile, just for the fact that it's won over the 1400 in the Ming Dynasty. It was really strong on the same day and it, it brained them. Three, three and a half lengths, whatever it was, and Sammy Clipperton on board, nothing wrong with that. Knows the horse well. Barry 11, a little bit sticky, but it'll probably settle midfield. So I don't have any issue. And Kibu form is really mapping out to be the real strong form. So it's the right path to take. Tommy's touched on Prometo. I think that Nash is going to Nash back on board this horse over 1,400. It's going to give it wings, but it's going to be riding for oh, so much luck, like so much luck. And the one that I really want to back, and hopefully fourteen hundred is going to suit it, is Sajardin. Mm. I think it's a little, it's a little bit of a forgotten horse. And although I do like the she's extreme fireburns from that crop, I guess of that Golden Slipper candidates last year. I guess if there is anything, I mean, if there, no filly has won the Golden uh, Rose ever before. I think, and. It's a race that's been around for 43 years or something thereabouts. I know there hasn't been many cases of fillies actually contesting the race. And to this year, there's quite a few of them contesting it. But going off that, yeah, she's, a, she, she's extreme and Fireburn are, you know, good candidates. She's extreme. Definitely I can make a case more for than Fireburn because it's drawn the better gate until Tommy sticks. But I'm going to go for the boys, go with my gut feeling and take the $21 of Sajardin. Beautiful. Big odds to Jarden. All right, race number nine is the Shannon Stakes. We've got Ellsberg going around. I like a bit of Ellsberg, especially at Rose Hill and Randwick. Um, what have we got? $3.10 for Ellsberg. Timmy is aboard. Barrier one for Gerald and Sterling. You've got Old Flame going around at five fifty for Tommy and the Snowdens. Rustic Steel, $7. Uh, what do we got? Surf Dancer. One that's been backed is um, the Bjorn Horse. War Eternal. Dylan's aboard. 15s into 9s. We've got a Tissue, Kerwin's Lane, Mount Popper, Dr. Drill, Big Boy, Roy, all of them. Um, I do like a good Ellsberg. Timmy Clark, I know it ran, ran a pretty... I must say it was a bit of an average race. I'm not sure if it was that bad. It came sixth, but it only lost by a length. Um, you with Ellsberg, Tommy? Yeah, no, I'm normally a big fan of it, but yeah, I'm, I'm a bit concerned of how it's come back to this prep. It was a bit a bit of a worry there. So, look, I'm, I'm sort of putting a pen through it. If um, uh, you're taking 310... And you're not you're not certain. Um, I, I sort of look elsewhere. I think Surf Dancer uh, could be one uh, ready to go first up. Um, Gay and Adrian's horse is always very fit, so it really interests me. And one at a one at a price, Pinarello, coming via Ellerslie and uh, had a good win in Queensland as well. Uh, Clipping and aboard, it really intrigues me. This horse, so uh, I think I might have a little each way. Definitely put it in the quaddy. Uh, there's a couple of horses. Um, McDonald on Big Boy Roy at forty to one is Unusual. very intriguing. Uh, Doctor Drill, uh, very consistent last prep, and Mount Pomba uh, finished third in a um, in a big race last prep as well. So look, I think it's very open. 
a tissue, things like a tissue and Ellsberg. Yeah, I, I want to see him come back and run really well before I I can back him. But Pinarello each way, I think might be a bet for me. What do you reckon, King? Who are you with? Tricky little race, but I, I do like that old flame, like I mentioned. I think coming out of a benchmark 100, it's stepping into a, a group two, so quite a jump. But saying that, I think there's there's quite a little bit of untapped talent in this also. Tommy riding at 53 and a half, that means there's a little bit of um, – he's, he's going to be shaving some weight come race day, so there's a little bit of intent from that camp. Barrier 7 should be nice. I think it'll settle forward of midfield. That, thereabouts anyway. I, I, I like a five fifty. I think that's a great price. It could be going into stakes grade through and through. Uh, I can warrant a little bit of war eternal, but that's a huge um, benchmark seventy eight into a group two. So put a pen through it. Surf Dad's an interesting runner for mine. It will probably lead this field, but first up record's pretty bad. So I'm just gonna. It's not a really fresh horse, so it needs a couple of runs in its prep. A tissue. Don't know what to think of this horse. Um, last start was it wasn't disappointing. I think it was only one and a half lengths behind Barrier Ten. Jay Ford, yeah, but yeah, not for mine. And Tommy's already touched on Big Boy Roy. I couldn't believe the price that it went up at, but it won't be getting my hard earned. And Ellsberg, a little bit too short for mine. Barrier One's definitely nice. Probably has the, I guess, the run of the race, so to speak. Um, comes out of the Theo Marks, which is great form and. It, you should see the best side of Ellsberg this start as well, but uh, three dollars ten is just too short for mine. So I'm going to be going with Old Flame at five fifty. All right, Old Flame. We go to the last of the day, and it's a pretty good bloody race. It's eleven hundred meters. We got Fire as the favourite. Four dollars in from four sixty from Tommy, or four Tommy and the Hawks. We got Kips Bay. Kobe Jennings is going around. Enormous win last start uh, at Rose Hill. It won by about three and a half lengths. Starman is being nommed again. It's been nommed and scratched the last couple of times, but J Mac aboard this time. Seven dollars. A very fine red at nines. We got. Yeah, Timmy Clark's aboard in the Sturdium, 950. Tri-State has been running really, really well, to be honest. Dylan's claiming three for this horse. Tommy's rode at the last couple, but it, Lord, it's always at the front and hangs on for a place, and it has hung on at a place at $21 and $10, and it's going around at 12s. So could hang on for a, uh, another place. Who knows? One horse that has been backed at odds is winning versus Josh Barr. Mark Connors, 34 into 16, coming off a bit of a spell and some runs down south. Are you with, Tommy? Yeah, I keep saying it was good um, last start, but it was midway, and it's 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 getting open great now. I, I definitely think it's a massive chance, but um, coming out of midway, you always sort of tend to come in with a bit of worry. Starman keeps scratching every week. If it does run, you got to take note. It's a bit of a tough race, this one. I, th- I really like Tri-State. I think it's uh, two races have been really consistent. Dylan Gibbons, I mean, the three will definitely help, and... Uh, Spirinac at a big price, um, coming off a long layoff. Just watch this horse, maybe flying late, but maybe not winning. But at a big price, it's one intriguing horse. But the horse I got a bat, uh, the horse I really like in this race is a very fine red, coming out of some really good um, stakes uh, company. It's it's never sort of been back to the benchmark for a long time, so I think it goes pretty well fresh. Shot, uh, Tyler, I think, has been riding really well, uh, and you're getting $9 for it. I think it's a bit over the odds here. I'm with a very fine red drawn barrier one. All right, a very fine red, nine bucks. Uh, Tommy gave no love to the fave. Co, are you with fire at all? Mm, I don't know if I can catch it. Um, comes out of 
what I'd like to think. Actually, the two starts back, I'll give it a little bit of credit. It uh, was just behind Channel Lightning. Behind Channel Lightning. So I'll give it a little bit of credit and RIP and all the above for the followers last week that took Channel Lightning oh, in the multi. Yeah, yeah. uh, that was gross. So uh, apologies. Um, but last start, a really soft benchmark 78. It was well back that day. It closed well, but I don't know. I don't think it's up to this benchmark 88 personally. Very fine red, like Tommy said. It comes out of stakes grade. But I think for me, barrier one's what worries me a little bit. I think yeah, it's got to be a little bit tricky with all these horses crossing from out wide. And it's going to be needing a lot of lot of uh, luck coming into the home straight. And I'm not sure how the lanes and the bias or that, you know, it being raced and there might be a few lanes uh, that horses are going to be taking in preferred running. So I'm not sure where it's going to sit come come the lucky last. Um, so I'm happy to take a couple of the speed horses, so to speak, or something that would sit just behind the speed. So Nasturtium, I don't mind. I think that's it's just a horse that's going strength to strength. Second up record's good. Timmy Clark sticks. Don't mind it. Uh, Kips Bay won the midway like an absolute champion to start a uh, last start and I don't know what the ceiling of this horse is at the moment. Um, Nathan Doyle seems to be flying with this horse, so I can't discount it. $5.50 sounds like a great price. And then the lucky last I wanted to touch on, I mean, I guess I've never been a fan of this horse, but I think Ebhard definitely warrants a little bit of respect. Uh, one, I'll beat Nesturtium two starts back. Went into the hurricane over the 900 at Newey on uh, Cup Day, and I think 900 was just, too sharp for it, but it closed off well enough. Uh, Willie Pike at 54 kilos, that's got to be nice. How, who am I going to go for? I'm going to actually take, I'm going to go for Kips Bay. I think Nathan Doyle is absolutely flying. 550 I can take. 11, Barry 11, all the speeds actually draw pretty much outside of it, so I'm hoping it just gets a nice card across and sits sits handy, hopefully. So Kips Bay for mine. Kips Bay. All right, Kips Bay at 5.50. All right, that is the entire Rose Hill card. Just before we try and lock in a multi, I want to just get one thought on the Moya. Um, exciting race. Mooney Valley Fridays is back. Uh, Paul Lelly, is it an Everest horse? Don't know. Rothfire is a horse that I always bag, and just to piss off Queenslanders, to be honest. Cool and Gutter, don't know where we're at with Cool and Gutter. Um, Jamie Carr aboard is a big plus. A zoo style, bit of pace, generation. Few people have been tipping Bella Nipatina to me. It's on the drift a little bit. And look, I don't mind the odds of something like Malkovich, to be honest. I think it's $26 and $6 a place, but 1,000 metre sprint at the valley can be a shit fight up front. It's just good stuff. Who are you with, King? Mate, this is actually really tough. I think, I mean, uh, J Mac's going to be some, doing some serious travelling over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday because he's got the, um, mm. obviously, he's down there for Mooney Valley, then. Comes back for Rose Hill, then he goes to Underwood Stakes for with Zaki. So on Sunday, um, private jet, well, yeah, legitimately, like it's just as you know, no brainer. Imagine, imagine if he went to France. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is going to be really, really tricky. I, I, I loved how Rothfire ran last start, and just the fact that it. I think we finally saw Rothfire back last start. So I definitely give it a chance. I think it's got a nice enough. Price Paulelli though it's, it's that horse isn't it like like Tommy said it's in secrets looking likely for the Godolphin camp but saying that Paulelli if it wins it wins convincingly I think it'll be their Everest horse um, there's a couple of 
Everest runners that have been in or in this field. Liam Ferner ran last year, midfield. Roth Fire, <laughs> hopefully third time lucky. Paul Ailey looking for a slot. Zoo style could be could have been anything to two preparations back and and better the rest. Isotope September on Cool and Gutter. Who knows what could happen? But I, I'm still thinking that Paul Ailey wins here. All right, Paul Ailey. Um, Tommy, you giving anything at odds a chance? Yeah. Um, look, I, yeah, I'm a big Bellini Patina fan, and I think he can run really well, but I really like Colin Gutter here. I think uh, low weight, Jamie Carr on at 50. In a short run around the valley, I think um, I think it really impresses here. Gate one, uh, she does really well around the valley, Jamie Carr, and, yeah, um, has a bit of weight relief on a few of these runners, so... Yeah, I'm with Cool and Gutter. Cool and Gutter. All right, $7 for Cool and Gutter. Let's work out a bit. Okay, three of the best, three legs uh, for us. I was very close to putting Wicklow to win in my bet, but it probably will win now. Um, I've gone with Expat to run a place. The boys gave it a good push. I'd already backed it each way and a couple of multis for a place in a couple of bets already. Uh, you're getting $3.50. That is race number seven in the Golden Pendant. I know that Espiona is favourite, but see you later. Don't rate it. I think Expat will be far enough in front to hold on for a place, if not win. So Expat for me, Tommy? Yeah, Bob's out of the Golden Rose and into uh, 1,100-metre Everest audition. So, yeah, Bob for me, best of Bordeaux. Best of Bordeaux. You're still getting 225 if you get on quick. And Coey? Well, we'll go to the Stayers race of the day. Uh, in the Colin Stephen quality, uh, Cadre du Noir to win at $2.15 or $2.10 or whatever it is, I think it's a good thing. Cool. You're getting 17 bucks before you do your boost, your multipliers or whatever. So 17 bucks. Uh, enjoy the free cash for the weekend. Boys, enjoy a bit of Mooney Valley Friday night. Uh, look, you can just look past Mornington. Have a bet there if you like. But the day of sport on Saturday is unreal. We're going racing. We're going swans. We're going wallabies. We're going to NRL. Pretty fat day of fucking sport on Saturday. Fuck All yes. Blacks 20 plus. Yeah, disappointing. I don't want to talk about last week's game because it's just sad. But, yeah, I can't see Wallaby's doing too well at Eden Park, unfortunately. Um, All right, boys, enjoy. I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for joining. Thank you, boys.